This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. James, Sky Comet, Warlord. Sky Comet, I, I feel your pain. I as well. Having needy cat issues. I believe, I believe Socks is actually outside of the door and is laying there with one paw under the door. Merkin, good evening. He is, he is. I heard Curiouser laugh from the other side of the door, I guess confirming that Socks is indeed laying there with one paw under the door. And Maynard is on the other side looking at him. Well, he's just going to want back out. You want to, since you're in here, you want to bong? I just packed a fresh one. Want a green hit? Yeah. I don't think you can tell on the, on camera. Oh no, it's just me. I don't like the brightness. Like, ah. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it like illuminates me anymore on camera though. Freshly packed bong. I figured you'd enjoy that. Because you're not high enough for this shit. <laughs> he was in there. Uh, I kept hearing the microwave. And I was like, is, is, is she microwaving the same thing for an hour? It, was, it kind of boggled my mind. It turns out it was this big ass bowl of, of frozen soup she was trying to defraud. I'm like, what is she microwaving over and over and over again? <laughs> anyway, good evening. Good evening. You know, well, if you say shit confidently, people will believe you. I see it over and over and over again on the internet. I watched this dude. He, he was like, this is a bottle of nut milk. This is an actual milk. And it like says nut milk on the thing. Like on the packaging or oat milk or whatever the fuck it was. Nut milk. <laughs> I think nut milk is probably something a little different. <laughs> oh, that's what she said. But I'm like, this is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. But he said it confidently. So, of course, it had thousands and thousands of shares. Oh. I'm not high enough for this shit. We got breaking news tonight. You've heard about the Trump Mar-a-Lago handling of classified document scandal. Get ready for the Biden Center handling of classified document scandal. Oh shit, reporting just in like the last hour or two about Biden being under investigation for his handling of classified documents. Sexual fucking anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? The, do you guys remember um, the woman that did the uh, like the first Trump um, White House Correspondents Dinner? Michelle, um, God, what was uh, Michelle Wolf? I, that's not her name. That's not her actual name. God, what was her her name? Um, 
she made fun of uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders's eye makeup. She's like, well, at least she does a good smoky eye. But like, uh, she had something in her set that night about like milk comes from nuts now. <laughs> that cracked me up. Might have been Michelle Wolf. She got a show off of that, and then it got canceled like a year later. I feel I, I felt sorry for her. I thought she was funny as fuck, but she has like a little bit of a grating voice. Her stand up, fantastic. Yeah, we're gonna talk about the house rules package. Uh, just passed within like 30, 40 minutes ago. Michelle Wolf, hell yeah. Uh, she kind of looked like Debbie Wasserman Schultz, but she was way funnier. <laughs> Uh, oh shit, you can't see it from my camera. Here, 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 check this out. Like a, a Kylie Jenner or, or, or somebody like that has on a shirt that says they don't build statues to critics. Next to a headline that says Roger, Roger Ebert statute unveiled. I know, they're being wild. They're, they're fucking needy as shit. Hell yeah, Michelle Wolf. The uh, the rules package just passed about 30, 40 minutes ago. I think they're still um, they're debating about defunding the IRS. This is live on the House floor. As 700,000 more audits, Americans making less than $75,000 a year. The core General principle of our system expired. is innocent until proven guilty. Not Kevin McCarthy bringing home his first win. Because as we as we saw last night with Nancy May, she said she was poised to vote against the rules package. Gentlemen reserves. Gentlemen from Massachusetts. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Let me recognize a very capable member of the Ways and Means Committee, the gentlelady from Wisconsin, Congresswoman Moore, for one minute. Gentlelady from Wisconsin is recognized. Thank you. Mr. Speaker, I rise to strongly Let us this get a new speaker, Stimp says. Ida, good evening. So glad to see all of you. Uh, there you go. Can Kevin McCarthy outlast this lettuce? So far, so good. He gets his first win tonight. Ages today than it had in 1953, and our economy is seven times larger. And our pop. Let's talk about uh, just after the House narrowly passed a rules package that weakens the position of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. The Republican is arguing that the office of the Speaker uh, has too much power. Kevin McCarthy tweeting out, Congress has been broken for a long time. Over the years, a concentration of power within the Speaker's office has kept lawmakers on the legislative sidelines. Lawmaking should be open to all members, not just a select few, so that the best ideas win. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. It was Jim Jordan challenging uh, or wanting to subpoena the FBI. McCarthy made numerous concessions to the ultra-conservative wing of the Republican Party in order to secure the speakership, including a measure to allow a single member to call for a vote to oust the speaker. The House uh, narrowly passed a crucial rules package that will govern how business is conducted in the lower chamber. The House voted 220 to 213 
I guess that would be one Republican voting with the Democrats to pass the package, which includes a measure that would allow a single member to force a motion to vacate. I wouldn't doubt that some of the Democrats voted with the Republicans, though. It might have been more than just one Republican. The controversial rules plan drew skepticism from moderate Republicans over concessions made so that McCarthy could win the backing of the party's ultra-conservatives. Republican Tony Gonzalez joined Democrats to vote against the package, so all the Democrats voted against it. Today's vote was viewed as a barometer of how dysfunctional the narrow Republican majority will be over the coming two years. The Biden administration has said the president will veto Republicans' proposed economic plan, the Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act, if it passes. This is the legislation that would strip the IRS of $71 billion in funding, almost all the funding it received under last year's Inflation Reduction Act, to help modernize the agency and crack down on tax cheats. The Office of Management and Budget described the proposal as reckless, and an evaluation showed it would increase the deficit and decrease agency revenue. It would increase the deficit. God damn. Come on, man. That's what the CBO is uh, scoring it as. The administration strongly opposes H.R. 23 to rescind certain balances made available to the Internal Revenue Service. CNN reported the office said in a statement the bill would rescind funding passed in the Inflation Reduction Act that enables the IRS to crack down on large corporations and high-income people who cheat on their taxes and invade or evade the taxes that they owe under the law. Fuzzy Simba, clinically. Good evening, my friends. That is what the House is currently debating. To roll back these efforts to fight inflation. So a vote against the motion to recommit that I'll offer is a vote against the inflation reduction. I have a hard time with math myself, though. You take your 33 uh, Congressional Budget chance, Office said this bill will add $114 billion dollars to the national deficit. This is the first order of business. The gentleman's time has expired. Mr. Speaker, I do ask unanimous consent that this amendment be provi- Without uh, objection. entered. Now, the thing with eggs is wild because, like, beef is down, bacon is down. Uh, a lot of uh, goods are down, but chicken products are up. Eggs way up. Chicken up. We're, we're seeing a weird time right now. So let's talk about the rules package that the House just voted on. What it be doing. Find out what that rules package be doing. You're gonna you're gonna have a you're gonna have a uh, what that news be doing emote soon if Twitch approves it. Who knows? Who knows what Twitch will approve? And the new GOP-led U.S. House of Representatives is facing its first hurdle, agreeing on and voting for a package of rules that will shape how they govern. In the rules package, a group of House Freedom Caucus members have negotiated the their way into more powerful committee seats in exchange for their support of new House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Their deal also provides the ability to vote on the Speaker's removal with just one member. I support it, but what I don't support is a small number. Clinically, bringing up their balls um, around here, all we do with balls is we kick them. We kick authority. He's kicking authority in the balls. Okay, we may suck them. They're pretty. You live in sexual anarchy. Fondle them. Love on them. 
people trying to get a deal done or deals done for themselves yeah. in private. Do I am on the fence right now. Well, our general concern uh, is that the dysfunction that was historic that we saw. Mark sneak in here. Good evening, uh, Mark. At an end, it's just the beginning. Republicans are also expected to push for spending cuts, which could include defense spending. More time to review bills before voting. Now that I'm a for it. Investigative subcommittees. All Democrats are expected to vote against the rules package. Republicans need 218 of their 222 votes for it to pass. I'm for the defense spending cut, but however, it's just it's insignificant. It's basically just a little extra that the Biden administration, the Trump administration have added on in the last couple of years. We'll just cut that back a little bit. Jim Jordan attempting to subpoena the FBI. Legal expert says that is a idiotic move. Jordan has been criticized over, uh, criticized over reports the Ohio congressman will head attempts by the GOP to investigate and subpoena FBI agencies or federal agencies like the FBI. Lawrence Tribe, professor emeritus of constitutional law at Harvard, was reacting to the claims made by the New York Times that House Republicans plan to set up a new special subcommittee to probe what they call the weaponization of the federal government by the Biden administration. Jordan, who is expected to become chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, is set to oversee the panel. While details of the committee's potential work are still unconfirmed, the New York Times reported that Jordan will push to subpoena the Justice Department over its open criminal investigations into Donald Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election results and allegations Trump mishandled classified documents recovered from Mar-a-Lago, the attempt to obstruct the federal attempt to retrieve them. By the way, we're going to be talking about Biden being under investigation for the very same thing here in just a little bit. Yes, Jim Jordan covered up sexual abuse. Reported at Ohio State University, Jim Jordan's intent to subpoena the FBI for its criminal evidence against Trump is idiotic, Tribe tweeted. He's obviously legally illiterate. He seems never to have heard about the separation of powers. For starters, he's just grandstanding. The GOP-controlled panel could also look into other areas, such as the federal investigation into the January 6th attack, as well as investigate potential conflict of interests involving Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden's business dealing when the Democrat was vice president. We're going to get into that. Kellyanne Conway going to give her uh, opinion on the Hunter Biden schlong investigation. During his speech, after finally getting enough votes to be Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy vowed that the GOP will set up committees to hold the swamp accountable from the withdrawal of Afghanistan to the origins of COVID and to the weaponization of the FBI. Let me be clear, we will use the power of the purse and the power of the subpoena to get the job done. Come on, man. Didn't we hear not that long ago that the FBI probably wasn't, or the DOJ probably wasn't going to pursue those charges uh, against Gates? That's why we haven't heard anything about it. Breaking news just within the last hour. 
The DOJ is reviewing potentially classified documents at the Biden Center. The Biden Center. We now have a parallel investigation. Come on, man. Into the current president that mirrors the investigation into the former president. Justice Department is reviewing a batch of potentially classified documents found in the Washington office space of President Joe Biden's former institute. Special counsel to the president, Richard Saber, said a small number of documents with classified markings were discovered as Biden's personal attorneys were clearing out the offices of the Penn Biden Center, where the president kept an office after he left the vice presidency in 2017 until shortly before he launched his 2020 presidential campaign in 2019. The documents were found on November 2nd, 2022, in a locked closet in the office. Sauber says the attorneys immediately alerted the White House Counsel's Office, who notified the National Archives and Records Administration, which took custody of the documents the next day. Since that discovery, the president's personal attorneys have cooperated with the archives and the Department of Justice in a process to ensure that any Obama-Biden administration records are appropriately in the possession of the archives. was familiar with the matter, but not authorized to discuss it publicly, said Attorney General Merrick Garland, asked U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, uh, John Lush, to review the matter after the archives referred the issue to the department. Loesch is one of the few U.S. attorneys to be held over the former president, over to be held over, to be held over from former President Trump's administration. Not the same as what Trump did who fought the National Archives to hold on to the documents for over a year after they alerted him. Apparently it was Biden who alerted the National Archives. So this could be just another one of those uh, CYA things to cover your ass in case charges are coming against Trump. Don't want any look of impropriety on Biden's part if uh, charges are coming against Trump. Gillian Conway, however, went on Fox News uh, to detail what we might be seeing when it comes to Hunter Biden and investigations forthcoming. I'm not high enough for this shit. Kellyanne Conway, Fox News contributor, former senior counselor to President Trump, in focus. Good to see you. Well, you know what? I kind of want Probably to looks better out of focus, to be honest with you. Diana Presley. Harrison. Accusing Republicans of playing with people's lives. And oh, the Democrats are simply oh, oh, the name of her show is The Faulkner Focus. So when she introduces the guest, she's like, and Kellyanne Conway is in focus. I kind of like it. I kind as a broadcaster, I kind of like it. My apologies. I was still, I was still making a little jokey joke. Both of these women have some weird looks on their faces. Like, Kellyanne Conway's got the googly eyes, and Harris Faulkner has the dead eyes. What in the hell? What is she talking about there? 
It won't work, Harris, because part of the mandate that the Republican oh, Harris received from the voters Harris. a few months ago is to get to the bottom of the Biden family business dealings. I want to make very clear what the investigations are not about. We don't need to see more photos of Hunter Biden Oof. with the hookers and no. private parts and in the bathtub. No, we need to know what he was doing in China and Russia while his father was vice president and or while his father was preparing to become the president. China, as a few months ago, did we just find out that Donald Trump has a, had a secret Chinese bank account while you were working for him and he was in office? Harris is the greatest geopolitical threat to this country, our economy, and our security, certainly. Where do you think the fentanyl is being produced, by and large? What about the virus? What about the Uyghurs? The list goes on and on. Um, and I, that Fox News poll, I think... Oh, she means China. I thought she meant, like, Hunter Biden was out here, like, with a chemistry set, producing the, the rainbow fentanyl that all the kids are over, overdosing from. It's incredibly important. The kids and the cops. Three of the key groups Joe Biden would need to court to win a second term um, are very, very low in terms of people thinking that Joe Biden did, quote, nothing seriously wrong in the Hunter Biden scandals. Twenty seven percent of independents, 28 percent of Hispanics and 33 percent of suburban women only think that he's done, quote, nothing wrong. Um, and then also you said bipartisan support. I'm going to throw mm -hmm. in there. There's tripartisan support for these investigations. The vast majority of independents, three out of four independents, hmm. also say, please investigate this. I think that's incredibly important. And last thing about this. Or is that pan-partisan support? Voters, you'll recall. You'll, like, you'll fuck anybody on the spectrum. Under a cloud of um, a lot of controversy. But the I'd vote for Hunter Biden. I'd vote for Hunter over Joe. You can't look the country in the eye and say the border is secure while we watch four and a half million people come over it. it and you have the come president on, doing a drive-by um, after they've cleared out all the migrants um, for his viewing pleasure. So Americans want transparency and accountability, and they're going to get that from this house. You know, the, oh, there, she's saying that Biden did a drive-by. Let me show you. Uh, Apparently, Greg Abbott handed this uh, letter to Biden when he went down to the, the border earlier today. I think he was there last night. He met with Governor Abbott earlier today. Handed something to him. We didn't start the fire, Warlord. Oh, fuck you, Newsweek. I didn't want to watch your video anyway. A video of Texas Governor Greg Abbott handing President Joe Biden a letter demanding swift action on the situation at the southern border on Sunday has gone viral. This has gone viral. We have to watch it, Rod. I knew it was down here in the tweet. Processing facility as well as a port of entry. I believe it's hard to see. From my vantage point, but I believe he is greeting uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, there's some glare on the monitor that I'm looking at right now. But again, those live pictures. So President Biden, Biden actually like looked at the this. letter. This is something that. Um, you know, his administration says it has been working on now uh, since that influx of migrants especially came to the El Paso area within the last month or so. In mid-December, El Paso officials saying they were seeing up to 2,500 migrants a day come into this area. The White House now says that that has dropped about 74 
8% since mid-December. And they announced a series of policy proposals processing. There you go. There's the viral moment. Sunday's visit was Biden's first to the border since he became president in January of 2021. It came only days after the president announced new measures to meet the recent surge in immigration at the U.S.-Mexico border, which angered both migrant advocates and those asking for harsher measures at the border. That's what I don't understand. Is like they're going to continue to attack him no matter what he does. So why not actually do what the migrant advocates, the people who are working in immigration, are actually asking for? Thursday, January 5th, Biden said that the U.S. will immediately begin expelling Cubans, Haitians, and Nicaraguans. Did I say that correctly? Who crossed the border from Mexico illegally, calling for those aspiring to move to the U.S. to not just show up at the border and instead apply legally from where they are. I shouldn't have to remind the president that what they are doing coming to a port of entry to apply for asylum is legal. To cross the border illegally into the U.S. will be denied asylum by Homeland Security officials, but they're not crossing illegally. Unless, I mean, unless they, like, hop the fence or something. If they come to a port of entry, then they are doing it legally. Like a wagwan. Probably just funny listening to me say I probably say it like Porky Pig or some shit. <sighs> Congress only really getting to work today, but Marjorie Taylor Greene wasting no time proposing her uh, signature proposal calling for Joe Biden to be impeached. 118th Congress may only be a day old, but one of its most vocal members is already trying to impeach President Joe Biden. Come on, man! Impeach Hunter Biden. In a post on former President Donald Trump's Truth Social platform, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Georgia Republican, posted it was time to impeach Biden, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over their handling of the situation at the U.S.-Mexico border, hinting at a possible future move by House Republicans who plan to launch investigation into the crisis later in Congress. Don't worry, uh, MTG had her own little fight today with somebody else. The rhetoric over impeachment is nothing new for the GOP lawmaker. During the 117th Congress, Green sponsored bills seeking to impeach uh, seeking the impeachment of Biden and U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland for a number of alleged transgressions that include using the White House to improperly persecute Trump and for endangering, compromising, and undermining the energy security of the United States. G found herself on the receiving end of another spat. She posted a video of herself. I can't show you the video anymore because it's been taken down for copyright. 
posted a video of herself walking into the song Still D-R-E and swiftly heard from lawyers representing famed producer and rapper Dr. Dre. Let me teach you about the law, lawmaker. (laughs) Dr. Dre just went in hard on Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, threatening her with legal action for exploiting his music to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. Dre's lawyer, Howard King, fired off a letter to Green saying, Mr. Young, that's Dr. Dre, has not and will never grant you permission to broadcast or disseminate any of his music. Green posted a video of her walking to the house floor Monday using Dre's song, Still D.R.E. Yeah, this is the video. I'll have to... I'll have to uh, really tone it down here because I don't want Dre coming after me. Oh shit, my speakers are still... I was like wondering where that was coming from. I turned it down. <laughs> oh shit. Dre wasn't done though. King's lawyer went after her in a blistering way saying you would have a passing familiarity with the laws of our country. It's possible though that laws governing intellectual property are a little too arcane and insufficiently populist for you to really have spent much time on. You can see that the video has been taken down. Here's the thing is I think she missed an opportunity that if she had had a rapper rapping over the beat saying it's the MTG instead of the DRE, then it would be parody and it falls within fair use. So if she just, like, I think she, it's, it's right there. Still MTG. It's, it's right there for you. And then it would have been parody and you wouldn't have had any like legal repercussions whatsoever, ma'am. Buddha Bean, good evening. But Marjorie, she says she doesn't want to be a punching bag. She's had a rough week after siding with Kevin McCarthy uh, in the battle for the speakership. She took a lot of flack. We played you the videos from Mike Lindell. We played you the videos from Ollie Alexander. So she, she's, she's had it coming from all ends here, and she doesn't want to be a punching bag. Oh, I'm sorry. mad at me. Uh, President Trump endorsed and supported Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan endorsed, supported, voted for, and nominated Kevin McCarthy. Over half of the Freedom Caucus the Freedom Cock. supported Kevin McCarthy. And, um, you know, the majority of our conference did. And guess what? Our entire conference elected him on Friday. So people that are you know, overly mad at me. I shouldn't be your punching bag. 
be be very clear eyed about about what this is. And I'll continue to prove exactly who I am through my actions and not my words and in emails, social media posts and interviews on television. So she went on with Charlie Kirk, known swinger. Marjorie Taylor Greene goes on with Charlie Kirk. Charlie's not uh, talking to her about sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Voodoo, Hayes, good evening. How are you, my friends? So glad to see you. You came just in time. Made fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Things are getting serious down in Georgia, though. Not not with Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's not a serious person. But the special grand jury has apparently completed its investigation into Donald Trump and interference into the 2020 election. Jury investigating former President Donald Trump in the 2020 election has now completed its investigation. So the jurors spent eight months long investigating possible criminal attempts to influence the election results. Yeah, and while the job of the jurors is now complete, prosecutors now have some tough decisions to make. Nick Wooten has details of what could happen next. The 23-person jury turned over its report to Fulton County Judge Robert McBurney, and the jurors have been excused. Darn tootin', Nick Wooten. Look at that mustache. Look at that haircut. That man crushes pussy. Look at that dude. Holy shit, Nick Wooten. You got it going on, my friend. The 23-person jury turned over its report to Fulton County Judge Robert McBurney, and the jurors have been excused, according to the court documents. Tom Selleck be fucking jealous of that mustache. And how much of the report will be released, a January 24th court hearing will help decide that. We don't know what's in the report. Key events, though, we know the jurors focused on include the January 2021 call from then-President Donald Trump to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. That's the call where the president asked Raffensperger to find the exact number of votes to tip the election in Trump's favor. One legal expert tells me it's... Oh, fuck you. Fuck you. Why you gotta do that to me? Did I upset you by praying? Like, Nick Wooten, look at this man. He lives in sexual anarchy. sexual anarchy? With a mustache like that, you know he lives in sexual anarchy. All right, 10 minutes on the clock. But then you take my 75% chance of winning and then add 66 and two-thirds percent. I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning. I got 131 and two-thirds percent chance of winning this no profanity challenge. Six committee in Congress did after its investigation. The special purpose grand jury here in Fulton County may be asking very different questions. And so there may be overlap in what we learn from our mustaches. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Hold on. Are mustaches in right now or something? Is that a thing? Like I've, I've commented on numerous people's mustaches. I guess numerous guys mustaches. Not, not, not that I haven't met ladies that have mustaches. And that wasn't a joke. I, I have female friends who embrace their facial hair. Mustaches are in. Mustaches are in this season. Okay. Did I do a mustache? Is that a, like... We do a mustaches now, boys?
Oh, shit. Ah, oh, fuck. I fucked it up. You take your 33 and a third chance, minus my 25% chance, and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning. I got a 66 and two-thirds percent chance of doing a mustache. I can't pull it off. I don't look good with a mustache. It's probably like the only facial hair I've never done. Cause I've, I've, over the years, while I've stuck to the Fu Manchu pretty religiously, I've mixed it up. I've done about everything. But they may be coming from a different angle uh, for a very different reason. Not thumb enough for a mustache. So that's important for folks to understand. Legal experts tell 11 Alive attorneys for Trump allies will fight to keep this report private. Experts say the report likely recommends charges against Trump, but a special grand jury can't indict. To seek criminal charges, District Attorney Fonnie Willis will now need to go to... What do you think he looks like without that mustache? You guys want to find out? Should I Photoshop? <laughs> Let's find out what he looks like without that mustache. I'll do it. <laughs> like like a thumb. <laughs> Are you telling me don't even open the Photoshop because he's just gonna look like a thumb? Don't even worry about it. We don't need to. We go back to back to what that news be doing. <laughs> I don't tones. Were you here the other night? I did a whole uh, freaking news, made the thumbnail and everything. Showed the showed the whole process. During one of the uh, effing around streams. So there's you some Photoshop. There's our, our good buddy with the mustache. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I forgot you were locked up. I don't think it was Sunday night, that was Saturday night. Saturday night's alright for fighting. It's a Photoshop, it's just um you got numerous ways of doing things. There's no right or wrong, right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take what's called the clone stamp tool. And I'm gonna... This is this is the clone stamp tool. I'm gonna get it. of a small sample. How how good do you want me to make this look? I have to go in and smudge things and 
Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Dash be gone. I don't think I did such a good job. I'm gonna. Shouldn't spend so much time doing this. I'm a perfectionist about things. You gotta make it look good when you're taking a man's mustache. We're just using the clone stamp tool. Take different parts of his face here. Try to match the skin tone. I mean, it is the troll patrol. This is kind of, this is trolling activity. Now, under his nose is kind of an issue, right? Because what does, it's a little, it's a little more shadowed. So then you've got this smudge tool. Probably mumbling into the mic. I'm not. Looks like he's got a chocolate milk mustache now. I, I, I missed a little section now. I, I totally see it right above his lip. All in all, not a bad job. Give him a touch of it like <laughs> I don't think he's a bad looking guy. <laughs> the mustache definitely helps though. He, he's got kind of a baby face without the mustache. I chose a, a screenshot where he's like, he's, he's got his lips looking like a butthole. <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, we do a serious news program. <laughs>
Oh, were we not finished with you? To a regular grand jury. And right now we have okay. an in-depth look at what comes next. What were we even talking about? Oh, Trump. Yeah, Trump. Trump is going to argue tomorrow that the president shouldn't be allowed to be sued for defamation. Trump is headed to court on Tuesday to argue that presidents can't be sued for defamation. Defamation lawsuit against former President Donald Trump will be heard by the District of Columbia Court of Appeals on Tuesday, and while the case stems from a rape allegation, what's at stake is whether presidents can be sued for comments they make in office. The case concerns longtime L Advice columnist E. Jean Carroll's rape allegation against Trump and his subsequent denials. In June of 2019, Carroll wrote in an essay for New York Magazine that Trump forced himself on her in a dressing room at Bergdorf, Bergdorf Goodman in the mid 1990s. Is that a restaurant? A law firm? A, a law firm? Trump was president at the time Carroll went public with the rape claim, and he loudly denied her allegation in a series of statements to the press in which he insulted her appearance and claimed she made the accusation up to sell her memoir. Trump went as far as to claim he never met Carol, but that was quickly refuted with an image of the two chatting at a party in 1987. Borg, good evening. Carol sued Trump for defamation in November of 2019, saying her career suffered as a direct result of Trump's defamatory statements. Trump and the Department of Justice, which later intervened in the case, have argued that he is protected by a federal law known as the Westfall Act. The Westfall Act protects government employees from being sued for actions in the line of their work. A common use of the act is protecting U.S. Postal Service workers from being sued for car accidents they're involved in. Instead, the U.S. government becomes the defendant in such suits. The DOJ has argued in court filings that Trump's comments were protected by the Westfall Act because part of the job of being president is speaking to the public and the media on matters of public concern, including, at times, responding to allegations about the elected official's own private conduct bearing on his fitness to hold office. Carroll's legal team has countered that Trump acted with private motives and not in furtherance of any official federal purpose or function in seeking to punish and humiliate Carroll for revealing his decades-old crime. I might be biased, but I think I might have to side with them on that one. Sounds like the right thing. So, Trump's good buddy, J.R. Bolsonaro, he's in town right down the road, Mr. Trump, apparently has been hospitalized. Former president of Brazil, who just so happened to go to Florida the day of Lula's swearing in, Mere days before his supporters stormed the Congress building, now been hospitalized in Florida. 
Brazil authorities promised to restore order after huge protests in support of ex-president Jair Bolsonaro. Thousands of people yesterday stormed the country's Congress, Supreme Court, and presidential palace. As his supporters protest, Bolsonaro is in Florida. This is video of his vacation home in Kissimmee, where he arrived yesterday. Some supporters have shown up to the gated community, but the Associated Press reports Bolsonaro is reportedly hospitalized with abdominal pain at a nearby hospital. He was stabbed a few years ago. Apparently he's had four or five surgeries. CBS 4's Naja Sherman Jones with, with more on the uprising in Naja. Some are comparing this to the January 6th riot two years ago here at the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, Jim and Lauren, they certainly are. And Uncanny. A lot of people of that. Um, the U.S. Secretary of State tweeted that he condemns the attack in Brazil. I can indeed confirm that someone in Brazil shitted it on the floor. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be surprised if we found out somebody stole a giant fucking door. Like, everything is exactly the same. They shitted on the... I, I saw it with my own eyes because they took video of the shitted. Saying use of any violence to attack democratic institutions is always unacceptable. Brazilian police on horseback surrounded a camp in the nation's capital Monday set up by hardline supporters of former President Jair Bolsonaro as military began dismantling the protesters' tents. It comes a day after backers of the far-right leader stormed the Congress, Supreme Court, and Presidential Palace. Writers echoed baseless claims that the election was stolen. The buildings targeted were mostly empty at the time, but a day later, Brazil's new president, Lula da Silva, held his first cabinet meeting inside the damaged presidential palace. We are confident that the strength of Brazilian institutions will allow us to overcome these... They've already made mass arrests. of yesterday. Members of Bolsonaro's team met with advisors to former President Donald Trump in recent months, and Sunday's riots echoed what happened in the U.S. Capitol two years ago. Political analysts say there are questions about the slow response of Brazil's police and military. A lot suggests that uh, given the pro-Bolsonaro sentiment and anti-democratic sentiment in the armed forces and the police, that the security uh, apparatus may have actually helped the protesters to attack the building yesterday in the capital. Some U.S. Democratic lawmakers are calling for Bolsonaro to be sent back to Brazil. Also seems a little deja vu. Any official requests from the Brazilian government. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan told reporters today that if the White House received a request regarding Bolsonaro, the Biden administration would take it seriously. Oh, yeah, let's hear from uh, from the State Department, shall we? They were asked about what they would do with Bolsonaro. This is Ned Price being asked about it during a press conference earlier today. Privacy and all that, but can you confirm that an A1 visa would be valid for 30 days? And would an A1 visa assigned to anyone uh, head of state would automatically become void if that person, that individual, is no longer a head of state? Sure, I am, of course. Uh, not going to comment on the visa records of any individual. Individual visa records, as you know, are uh, confidential, uh, and we wouldn't speak to the status of any particular individual. Leaving individuals aside, and generally speaking, uh, if someone entered the United States on an A visa, which is essentially a, a diplomatic visa for uh, foreign diplomats or heads of state, uh, 
an A visa holder, uh, if an A visa holder is no longer engaged in official business on behalf of their government, it is incumbent on that visa holder to depart the U.S. or to request a change uh, to another immigration status within 30 days. Uh, that request for uh, a change in visa status would be made to the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, so it would be incumbent on the visa holder to take that action, either to depart the United States or to request that change in status. Are you able to say that you have received any request of change of status? I, I, you haven't attached any names. I wouldn't uh, comment on any individuals. I'm not commenting on any individuals. I'm commenting on a class uh, of, of visa. So I saw a report that the foreign minister of Brazil has asked Bolsonaro be extradited back to Brazil. I cannot confirm that. I tried to look that up real fast cannot confirm that at this time there are several u.s lawmakers such as the progressive caucus urging Biden administration to extradite bolsonaro back to brazil the a1 visa may only apply to actual heads of state which he is not anymore so that is an issue that's what that reporter was asking about here are busloads of Bolsonaro supporters being uh, transported to jail It's amazing they can just arrest them, you know, the day of while they're they're all there and it's happening. Kind of weird, isn't it? I saw that at least 400 have been arrested. They were questioning them in a detention center to determine what charges were appropriate. It's hilarious that they actually applauded the military as they arrived and then the military then proceeded to arrest them. According to this report, you can only call for the extradition of someone who responds to a criminal process and Bolsonaro is not in that situation. Yeah. Okay, so fair enough. He is not currently in a criminal situation. That makes sense. I wish I could show you the... <laughs> I, I can't. I can't show you the... The shit. I, th there's actually video of the shit. In the U.S. Capitol, we didn't get video of that. 
All right, when we come back from the other side of the break, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about some heavy shit, right? So some Tennessee cops have been fired over a investigation into having sex on the job. Husband is a suspect in a missing wife and mother case. Grammy Award winner was killed in a shooting. Nashville police. Supreme Court has sided with a death row inmate in Texas. This is wild. Apparently the details of the case will or will keep you on the edge of your seat. Christian Walker has responded to allegations made by a campaign staffer from his dad's campaign that Matt Schlapp of the Conservative Political Action Committee, the CPAC fucking group, Matt Schlapp sexually assaulted a male staffer. We're going to hear what Christian Walker has to say about that. Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is going to do some math for us. You take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an 8 and a third chance of winning. If you aren't subbed on the Twitch, you're going to get the Twitch commercials. If you are subbed on the Twitch, I'm going to get a little more high. We'll see you in just a couple minutes. Hey, peoples. What's going on, my friends? I made the 10 minutes and I didn't even realize it. Algebra emote. There is a Scott Steiner emote. Do I have it activated right now, though? I don't think I do. You guys got to help me get bigger. I'll give you more emotes. Like, the, the, the bigger your channel gets, the more emote slots you get. I have a bunch of them that are, are pending approval right now. Don't slap that ass. I was listening to, I think it might have been Anna Kasparian and Ben Glebe on, on TYT were doing that story, and Ben Glebe made a joke about the acronym CPAC, and I, fu- I fell out of my fucking chair. I, like, he's so fucking funny. I love that dude. <laughs> <coughs> I don't remember what the joke is. And I wouldn't want to butcher it, but like it, it had me dying. Cause that was one of the, that was one of the stories that broke kind of went under my radar. I didn't know about it. Cause like we were doing, we're doing the, uh, speaker of the house coverage. And I was streaming that the, whole fucking oh, I missed out on the match slap because I think that broke on like Thursday or some shit it 
There's audio of the victim, but I don't think I want to play it. I don't know if it's in the story. We'll listen to Christian Walker talk about it, though, because apparently he's got some, some first-hand knowledge. I have no idea what the math is. I saw several people sharing out Ben Shapiro doing the math equation. Apparently, he was trying to solve a logic problem. Now, I took symbolic logic in college. That's been like fucking 11, 12 years ago. So I'll see if I can, I can, uh, I can check Ben's work here. I'm very interested to watch this. I loved, I loved the logic class, right? So you get these like crazy ass problems and you, you, you have rules. You have, you have rules, you know what shit, you know, means. And then you, you, you solve these weird ass equations. And like on the test, like everybody failed the test, but they were graded on, on, on the curb. So we all, uh, I don't even know. Is it on the curb or is it on the curve? It's on the curve, right? It's a curve. The grading curve. Not the curb. You don't grade out there. You're like, you don't go out and sit on the curb and grade. <laughs> oh, shit. I was recording something for a client a week or two ago. And apparently I... Sioux Falls. I have a problem with the word Sioux, apparently. I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought it was like Suix and the Banshees. Apparently it's Susie and the Banshees. And I called like Sioux Falls, Suix Falls. <laughs> Curiouser corrected me, but like I didn't give a shit enough to go back and like, because I was like. It was hours of recording I had to do for this like automated system and it was a hell of a lot of trouble to go back and re-record things. So I didn't care enough. They didn't ask me to re-record it. I think it was AI training is what it was. If I had to guess the the way the way the recording was, I was doing AI training. Soup's on, curious who says. I do kind of smell a little soupy. I'll probably be about another hour and then I'll get my soup on. I am looking forward to it. I kind of got the munchies. The microwaved soup. I wish. Doctored up the veggie soup. I don't know what that means. I think she had some pasta she was going to put in it. If I if I heard correctly while I was getting ready. I'm in a potato soup mood. Good to me. I like a cheesy shit. You don't got parents. I can't. What? 
That's a joke that went over my head or something. I don't know. All right. I should hit the content warning because we done with politics for the night. We doing true crime shit. We're going to start off with the terrorist in the attack. New York uh, City Viking attack. ISIS terrorist smiled after NYC bike path attack gave a proud confession Content warning, graphic content. Mater, good evening. Oh my God, twice the guy's full. Oh, this is the aftermath of the attack. A cara teve que treinar three bicyclists to sound the terrorist attack. I'm not sure what it is. I need to respond nicht. Drei Leben noch. I might have said Viking. It was a Viking parade. I think this is this, this phone. Aftermath of the attack, the terrorist who allegedly killed eight people by ramming into them with a truck on a lower Manhattan bike path smiled at the thought of his murderous rampage while giving a proud confession to an FBI agent Soon after the 2017 attack, a federal prosecutor said at the start of his trial on Monday. Tefulo Sapov, 34, repeatedly proclaimed his support for ISIS after the attack, including to an FBI agent who was set to testify at his terrorism trial in Manhattan Federal Court. He smiled at the memory of his attack and asked for an ISIS flag to hang in his hospital room. Prosecutor described the horror that unfolded that Halloween afternoon after Sapov, an immigrant from Uzbekistan, indiscriminately mowed down pedestrians and cyclists after mounting the bike path from the West Side Highway in a rented truck. It was a scene of destruction and horror. Mangled bicycles covered the path the riders, human beings, lay unconscious or dead. Survivors staggered around wounded and dazed, searching for family and friends. That is a picture of him. Apparently, right after the attack, he got out of the rented truck. Uh, this is he this is the start of his trial, Mater. That's why we're, this is newly released details and pictures from the scene. Prosecutors allege Sapov started following ISIS three years prior to the attack and carried it out in order to become a soldier and a failed caliphate. Evidence at the trial, which is expected to take a number of months, will show Sapov publicly expressed his devotion to the terror group. These sketches from inside the courtroom... Federal trials uh, don't allow cameras. Mugshot. 
did so in the smiling statement he gave to the FBI investigator and phone calls with his family from prison and even statements he made during court appearances after his arrest. After running down his victims at speeds that reached over 60 miles per hour, Sapov crashed his, uh, the truck into a school bus, which was carrying two children. One of the children suffered serious brain damage and another passenger suffered broken ribs and an injury to her liver. Sapov then emerged from the mangled truck and pointed a pellet gun and a paintball gun at a responding police officer who shot him, ending the rampage. Sapov allegedly killed a total of eight people, including five tourists visiting from Argentina who were pedaling along the bike path that day. He faces 28 counts for the terror attack and will face the death penalty, uh, the death penalty if convicted. It's not a... No, it is a, it is a federal trial. I thought we suspended the federal death penalty. The federal death penalty. I thought it was suspended under Biden. Uh, fair enough. That is probably what he wants to be a martyr for the cause. He probably thought he was going to die that day. He, he tried to shoot the cops. So interesting. Girls18.xyz, so glad to have you here. Thank you for being a freaking follower. We know you live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? Maynard's not impressed. Speaking, speaking of hot girls in your city... Five Laverne officers fired amid a sex investigated uh, investigation. Is that Vern Vergadnia? Am I saying it right? Maybe we'll find out here in the local news hit. Tonight at 10, five Laverne police officers have been fired and three more suspended after an investigation into multiple sexual events within the evening shift. Tonight, we've obtained a 20-page report from the city after a public records request detailing officers having sex while on duty, workplace violence, and a girls gone wild party on a boat. Our Brendan Terry joins right. us at the city's police department to break down the details from that 20-page report. Brendan. Marius, the firings and suspensions come after a nearly month-long investigation here at the Laverne Police Department that uncovered multiple officers having sex with each other while on duty and on city property. Well, at least they were having sex with each other and they weren't raping fucking uh, inmates. They weren't uh, extorting uh, prostitutes. A shocking investigation finding sexual relationships, sending explicit photos, and open marriages involving Laverne police officers. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that we know of, Voodoo. SMV through an open records request says it all set. Hot pig orgies. You live in sexual anarchy? Centered around Officer Megan Hall who was given the department's community service award just back in August. The report said gives new meaning to the community service award now, doesn't it? 
Holy shit. As Hall had unreported sexual relationships with six other officers, some of which happened while at work. The report also mentions a girls gone wild type party on the houseboat of Laverne FOP President Eric Statz. A city spokesperson confirmed the report in a statement, but said, quote, additional details cannot be released at this time due to the ongoing investigation. The report obtained by WSMV says Hall and all of the men admitted to the relationships. Another officer also admitted to workplace violence for choking a staff member who was sitting at her desk. And I talked with the FOP president earlier this evening before we got a copy of the report. He said that none of the officers involved wanted to talk with us on camera for this story. He also. Oh, I bet. I bet they didn't want to talk with you. Well, other than the violence, I don't really have a problem with anything that was going on. It's just it's kind of hypocritical. He also said that he's going to wait for the entire investigation to be complete. Probably shouldn't be doing that shit at work. Appeals on their behalf. Reporting live in Laverne, Brendan Tierney, WSMV4. Marius? The swinging's pretty hot. Oh, hold on, there's a little more here. Matters. Laverne's police department only has 60 people, so five officers fired. Three suspended means more than 10% of the department's staff was removed from duty this week. If you want to read more about this and some of the actions of the officers, the we actions of the officers on our website and in the free you news. You live in app. sexual anarchy. Yeah, the community service award cracks me up. She was fucking five of the cops and they awarded her the community service award. Not that it, like I am not kink shaming at all. I like I'm I'm into the swinging and everything. The cops probably shouldn't be doing it and the and the workplace violence is an issue. <laughs> Content warning again. Going to Massachusetts. Speaking of Massachusetts, wow, Lenny. Holy shit. That was, um, that was kind of, uh, freaky timing there. Sending me greetings from Boston when I'm like let's go to Massachusetts here have you heard about this one Lenny it happened just down the road from you apparently eat your ass you say you live in sexual anarchy people were into that they were they were eating some ass that police at the Laverne Police Department that we just covered you, Lenny, you missed the story about the female officer who was fucking six other officers on the force and got the community service award. Has been the story of the night thus far. The pork orgy. Holy shit. Defund the police. Cut the pork. Going to Massachusetts where a husband and father is the prime suspect in the murder of his wife and mother. 
The wife and mother? She hasn't been seen since New Year's Day. ABC's Christy Aletto has the story. New video shows police south of Boston arresting the husband of Anna Walsh, the mother of three not seen in more than a week. Authorities accuse her husband, Brian Walsh, of misleading the investigation into his wife's disappearance. Investigators also impounded Brian Walsh's SUV, only saying additional facts may or may Eating not be asses into de-escalation the record. Training. Judge this morning. Police say a family member last saw Anna Walsh in her Cohasset home in the early morning hours of January 1st. She reportedly planned to take a rideshare vehicle to the airport for a flight to Washington, D.C. for work. But police say she never boarded any flight and they cannot confirm she ever took the rideshare. The cell phone has been off um, since around the first of the year. And again, that's that's one of the investigative leads that we're tracking down. Before Brian Walsh's arrest, searched the family's home this weekend, looking in a shed, even draining the backyard pool, clearing debris in their search for clues. But this morning, no sign of Anna. Do you think there's an ending to this story? I hope there's enough media interest and subscription base to allow Cohasset to dig into it. Last week, investigators said Brian Walsh was cooperating in his wife's disappearance, adding that his legal history is not believed to be related to the case. Records show Brian Walsh pleaded guilty in 2021 to art fraud for selling fake copies of Andy Warhol paintings on eBay. Investigators say Anna Walsh's credit and debit cards have been I think we did that story. I think we covered that story of the dude selling fake Andy Warhols. And now we're covering him possibly as a suspect for murder. Wow. Apparently Lenny says it's a high-end town. That would explain the art dealing. Blood and a knife were found in the basement of a missing Massachusetts woman home. Uh, shortly after her husband purchased hundreds of dollars of cleaning supplies. Anna Walsh, 39, was last seen early Sunday morning. Uh, that was back in New Year's. He's been charged with misleading police. Apparently she worked in D.C., Friend said Walsh commutes to Washington during the week for work at real estate company Tishman Spire, a job she started last year. She's active on social media, but friends say those accounts went silent on uh, New Year's. Wait a minute, Ma- Mater, like, are you... <laughs> Are you actually beefing with Lenny? Is it like I thought? I thought this was just a uh, uh, a friendly jossing going on. Like this, this sounds like some vitriol. What the fuck is going on? Okay, okay, just making sure now. Seemed a little harsh. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Matt Walsh, you say. Matt Walsh once called me a formidable voice Justin in the culture. Justin Freakin, the formidable voice in the culture. We're going to hear from Matt Walsh's buddy, Ben Shapiro, here in a little bit. A Grammy Award winner who was wanted for kidnapping 
killed in a shootout with Nashville cops. Tonight at 10, a four-time Grammy-winning sound engineer is dead after being shot by a SWAT team at his Hermitage home. Now we're getting our first look at the body camera footage from that deadly raid. The man shot and killed has been identified as Mark Caps, and his death comes after he held his wife and stepdaughter at gunpoint this morning. I'm Marissa Sulik was at the scene this evening. She joins us now to break down the video and tell us more about Mark Caps. Hold on, did I give you a content warning for that one? Because apparently this is a fucked up situation. Four-time Grammy award-winning sound engineer held his wife and daughter at gunpoint. Well, Caps worked with some really big names. You might know them. It's Big and Rich, Alabama, Blake Shelton, Vince Gill, and many more. Metro Police confirmed his brother passed away. Phone lines are open, my friend. His wife and chuds are welcome. Their lives after being held captive. Show me hand. Show me hand. Less than a second after that verbal command to Mark Caps, a Metro Police SWAT officer fired his weapon. Nick Lance, a music industry colleague and neighbor to Caps, remembered how they first met. I was out mowing the lawn. He came over and introduced himself. He was real friendly, and we just we talked about working in the same industry, and he was just seemed like a normal, friendly guy when I met him. A friendly guy who police say woke his wife and stepdaughter up at 3 this morning, holding them at gunpoint. They were brought into a family Degeneracy. room. Uh, he threatened them, said that if they called anyone, he would kill them. They say Caps threw stuff and had other firearms in the house. It wasn't until he fell asleep they were able to run. Metro Police say the wife and stepdaughter drove to the Hermitage Precinct, reported what happened, and said they feared him. Police issued two aggravated kidnapping warrants, two aggravated assault warrants, and sent a SWAT team to the home. As the SWAT members were on the front porch area of the home, he actually came to the door, opened the door with gun in hand. Police say the gun posed an imminent threat to officers. They asked Caps to drop it, and less than a second later, they shot and killed him. Shattered glass. Well, you can't tell him to drop it and then the shoot him immediately on. after. I investigate a man many in Nashville knew. He's worked with a lot of really cool people, and um, yeah, it's just crazy. Now, much of police say that there were cameras on the outside of the home. They also say they may that may have allowed him to see the SWAT officers before he encountered them. And as for the wife and stepdaughter, they are safe tonight at Metro Police Family Safety Center. Tracy Marius. I, I feel like the police acted too quickly there. No, Lenny's super cool. I don't this what I, like. I don't know why you're beefing with Lenny over here. Don't beef with Lenny. Be all cool here. There's, there's no there's no chud energy going on. It's all chill. No chud, all chill. No chud, all chill. We, we, we might have to put that on a t-shirt or some shit. I don't, I don't know, Lenny. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the beef is. All the chuds are at the Borg Orgy. Gotis unanimously sides with a death row inmate over an extreme Texas court. 
Even this conservative supermajority understood that a forensics lab's egregious misconduct demands a new trial. The Supreme Court confronted an astounding violation of due process on Monday in a case that never should have reached it in the first place. With no dissents, it was unanimous by this Supreme Court. Justices vacated a Texas Court of Criminal Appeals ruling that upheld Aerially, Aerially Escobar's death sentence, even though prosecutors admitted that Escobar's conviction relied on false and unreliable DNA evidence. Prosecutors requested a new trial, yet the Texas court refused to grant one, so SCOTUS had to step in and demand a do-over. It's really no surprise that all Republican justices of the Texas court thought that they could get away with this abdication of their most basic duties. After all, SCOTUS's conservative supermajority has consistently upheld capital sentences in the face of shocking, unrefuted evidence that they violated the Constitution. So long as this block takes a rigidly hostile position towards defendants in every capital case, lower courts will continue to push the limits, greenlighting executions that are both unconstitutional and unconscionable. The fact that Escobar's case offer a the facts of Escobar's case offer a disturbing glimpse into how prosecutors' relentless drive for a conviction overrides the search for truth. It began with the gruesome, tragic sexual assault and murder of a 17-year-old in 2009. The victim was found alone, stabbed to death, and covered in blood with no signs of forced entry. There were no eyewitnesses. Police identified Escobar as a person of interest after his ex-girlfriend claimed that he called or claimed claimed that she had called him repeatedly around the time of the crime and heard sexual noises followed by screaming. The morning of the murder, Escobar arrived at his mother's house uninjured uh, with blood on his clothes, saying he had gotten into a fight. Prosecutors indicated Escobar and uh, indicted Escobar and sent evidence to the Austin Police Department's DNA laboratory. The, law, uh, the lawyers later told the jury that this evidence strongly implicated Escobar. The suspect could not be excluded as a match to DNA found on the victim's doorknob lock, the state attorneys declared. Moreover, the victim could not be excluded as a match to DNA found on Escobar's shoes, jeans, and shirt. Hey, uh, the state's case fell apart in 2016. The Texas Forensics Science Commission found that APD's DNA lab had engaged in egregious systematic misconduct. Inadequate training and oversight of an uh, analyst led to continual cross-contamination of evidence and misinterpretation uh, of results. The analysts constantly violated scientific best practices and twisted their work to implicate a particular suspect. A court found that no DNA evidence connected to the lab was reliable, and Texas soon shuttered it. These errors infected every aspect of Escobar's case. The analyst who tested his shoes and shirt was involved in at least nine cross-contamination incidents that affected more than 30 cases. She routinely forgot to wear gloves during testing, the analyst who swabbed the victim's doorknob lock and studied blood at the crime scene had a similar record of contamination as well as a history of using unscientific methods to interpret results. 
These analysts also failed to seal evidence, causing it to spill out of bags in transit and intermingled crime scene samples with Escobar's belongings. These mistakes exponentially highlighted the risk of DNA cross-contamination. So it goes on. Jesus, Mater, what the fuck? You would like to read about the rest of the case that goes on? As the link to the Slate article. Why you beefing, Mater? Acting like somebody been groping you or some shit. Speaking of groping, this is not a joking matter. This is not a fucking joking matter. Content warning on this. Christian Walker is calling out the influential Republican who allegedly groped his dad's male staffer. Christian Walker, the gay son of failed GOP Senate candidate and retired NFL player Herschel Walker, has called on influential Republican Matt Schlapp to resign as the lead organizer for the far-right conservative political action committee CPAC after Schlapp's alleged sexual misconduct with a male staffer. Let's hear what Christian Walker has to say. Y'all heard the news by now, but I want to go over everything. Matt Schlapp, head of CPAC, big family values, conservative guy, married to a woman. They have five children together. Took one of my dad's campaign staffers out for drinks when he was helping my dad on the campaign trail. Took one of my dad's staffers out for drinks. The staffer had been chauffeuring that around, all excited, I'll go to drinks. This guy's big in conservative politics. It's going to help my career. And when the staffer was dropping Matt off at his hotel. Thank you, Christian, for pointing out the power dynamics of the situation. The based take. Matt reached over, inappropriately grabbed the staffer, but here's the kicker. The staffer is a man married to a woman! The son of Herschel Walker, the failed Georgia Senate candidate. And then when they get to the hotel, Matt Schlepp invites the staffer up to his hotel room. The staffer immediately told the campaign, texted Matt, that made me very uncomfortable. That was horrible. Go over to the next slide. We got to finish this story up. One second. Matt pulls a typical predator move, texts the guy back when the guy's not answering his calls. He texts him, if you can find it in your heart to give me a call, because Matt knows he's been caught now. So when he's on campaign trips away from his wife and children, he's trying to hook up with men. Ridiculous. This is insane. Typical predator preys on this poor little staffer who's just trying to work his way up in Republican politics. Typical Republican who is part of this conservative outlet pushing uh, bigotry and hatred is out here wanting to play tiddlywinks with the staffer. Then gets assaulted by one of the top guys in the industry. Ridiculous. Family values? You need to cling to your wife and your children. Whoa. 
he, this guy needs to resign from CPAC, lose his contributorship deals. This is horrible behavior. This is hor a horrible representation. Oh, don't get slapped by the slap. Don't get slapped by the slap. Maybe there's hope for this kid after all. He'd been a pretty big chud. Maybe there's hope for him. I've seen this clip going around. I have no idea what it is. Apparently Ben Shapiro attempts to do math. Or maybe he's doing logic. I don't I don't know which is it like logic looks like math problems, but they're not exactly math problems. If it's math, I got I got no clue what's going on. You take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance, and you got an eight and a third chance of winning. If it's logic, it's been a few years, but I uh I might be able to uh, dust off my memory. I've smoked a lot of pot since then. Let's find out what Ben Shapiro is doing over here. So here is the equation: L equals, and the numerator is S plus, and then it's R times A plus I. Okay, so S in this particular equation represents social solidarity. So if you have an area that has a lot of social solidarity. Because ain't no logic I've ever seen. Because obviously social solidarity means you're all going to vote in, in ways that you're not going to offend your neighbor because you like your neighbor and you're not there to use the government to crack down on your neighbor. Plus responsiveness of the authority to input, that's R, times the avoidability of the authority. So if you know that the government is both responsive to you and also if you're unable to get a response from the government. You're able to avoid the government, right? You can move out of the area. And this also contributes to the legitimacy of the government. I don't have to, if I'm in California and I don't like California, I can leave. That means that the government has a high level of legitimacy. One of the reasons being, even though I disagree with the way that California is governed, I can always take off, which means the people who are left there are consenting to being there. Plus I, which is the ability of any authority to advance the interests of its population. So in other words, if government has the following aspects, it is going to have a lot. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. I thought he was going to try to teach logic to his audience. A lot of legitimacy at any level. This, by the way, doesn't just apply to governments. It actually applies to families as well. This, this isn't anything. This is nonsense. Within the, the area governed by the government. If that government is responsive to input from people, if you can avoid the government, if the government doesn't rule the way you want to, you can leave. And if the government is very effective at implementing the needs and wants of its citizens, it's going to have a high level of consent. Okay, the denominator. These are the things the government can do to undermine its own authority, essentially. V is violation of fundamental or pragmatic rights by the authority or destruction. This is just a veneer of, of intellectualism. The like there's, there's, so the there's nothing behind this. It's going to wipe this. away civil society. It's going to wipe away your rights. It is now jacked up the levels of control it is, it is using against you. It undermines the legitimacy of the government. R, right? This is R prime. It's the regulatory strictness of the authority. So the authority passes very, very strong regulations to move against you. This undermines the legitimacy of the government unless you've consented at a very high level to that government. And finally, the aggressiveness of the enforcement by the authority. What was L again? What was L? So here is the equation. L equals, and the numerator is S plus, and then it's R times A plus I. 
Okay, so S in this particular equation. But what was L? You never said what L was. Legitimacy? It represents social solidarity. So if you have an area. And w so what? Why would you divide the social solidarity? None of this. Yeah, Ben taking an L. Good one, Mox. None of this makes any fucking sense. Yeah, that has a lot of social solidarity. That's going to help the government. Because obviously social solidarity means you're all going to vote in, in ways that you're not going to offend your neighbor because you like your neighbor and you're not there to use the government to crack down on your neighbor. Plus, responsiveness of the authority to input, that's R, times the avoidability of the authority. So if you know... The, the, what? The... R times the avoidability of the authority. So plus, responsiveness of the authority to input, that's R. The responsive of the responsiveness of the authority to input. We're talking about like a, a nation state or something, right? Times the avoidability of the authority. So if you know that the government is both responsive to you and also if you're unable to get a response from the government, you're able to avoid the government, right? You can move out of the area. And this also contributes to the legitimacy of the government. I don't have to, if I'm in California and I don't like California, I can leave. That means that the government has a high level of legitimacy. One of the reasons being, even though I disagree with the way that California is governed, I can always take off, which means the people who are left there are consenting to being there. Plus, I, which is the ability of any authority to advance the interests of its population. So, you know. So you divide the social cohesion, the responsiveness of authority, which you're timesing by its ability to stay the fuck out of your business. I'm still, I'm still fucking confused. I can't remember what everything, this is like fucking playing Simon. I can't remember what everything is beforehand. In other words. And what was L again? I wish I'd wrote this. I didn't know I was going to have to fucking take notes during the show. If government has the following aspects, it is going to have a lot of... This is the news. <laughs> this is the news. What are you talking about? We're, we're, we're past the hard news. Yeah, I have no... Like, voodoo, voodoo. No idea. A lot of legitimacy at any level. This, by the way, We're trying to break down the equation. Families as well. If there's a lot of social solidarity within the, the area governed by the government, if that government is responsive to input from people, if you can... Okay, okay. Back to news. Back to news, you say. I do indeed have news. Ben Shapiro is very dry. California, however, is the opposite. It is fucking flooding. <laughs> ben Shapiro's wife is dry. Jason Hoppen. He is the public information officer for Santa Cruz County. Jason, thanks so much for joining us. What are the most serious issues you're seeing right now in your area? Uh, as you were talking and discussing, it's flooding. I mean, we saw, uh, we have evacuated. Serving you as a uh, goddamn. Different parts of the county, not just along the San Lorenzo River. 
but Soquel Creek, including downtown Soquel and Capitola Village, Aptos Creek, including the Rio Del Mar Beach Flats area, and a, and a large uh, number of neighborhoods. My heart goes out to you, Buda Bean. It is the largest river in Santa Cruz. You County. guys have been taking a pounding for like two weeks have now. Already flooded today. Fortunately, you know most of those rivers are now have crested and are now receding. Uh, the Pajaro drains a very large watershed and will not crest until the overnight hours. So we are continuing to watch that closely. Um, I would expect we'll likely see some repopulation orders later today, but that area may be uh, behind some of the other areas in the county where we've seen such significant impacts today. We've also seen a number of road impacts throughout the county. I don't think we quite understand the level of devastation yet because we know we're getting pictures from our residents about roads washing out that we can't get to yet Mm -hmm. because uh, we have trees down that have taken wires down and uh, yeah, this has been a multi-part event we can clear the tree and then get to the road to inspect it and see what's going on there so pg now is pg is uh staged in the county there's a, a large number of crews here i think they were not able to do any work this morning because of the dangerous conditions from the storm but now that it's beginning to clear a little bit we'd expect first part of this was the remnants of the bomb cyclone uh, the rest of the country the damage as much as we can yeah. um as you've been talking, yeah, Jason, you can see, I, you know, I don't know if you can see on your screen there, but you can just see the, the vast roads that are completely flooded. I mean, streets are turned into rivers, literally. In fact, our Justin Andrews reported earlier they had to use jet skis to the get... The bong cyclone. You know, what's your advice for folks who could be living in this area who have left their homes and don't know quite what to do? They're looking outside, it's like, it's not raining. What should they do first? Uh, I think hang on, you know, pay attention to the the news, Uh, pay attention to our emergency alerts and our our public safety personnel, our first responders, and, you know, stay in touch with their neighbors. Uh, We would expect to repopulate some of those areas before long. Unfortunately, my advice to them is to repopulate again because you live in sexual anarchy. uh, Since about New Year's Eve, a series of storms blow through here, and this is probably the worst one, but it's by no means the last. We're likely only halfway done. We've got another seven to ten days. Of rain, including a pretty big band coming through uh, overnight into the morning hours. So there's a possibility that this could happen again. Our rivers in Santa Cruz County, because we have this steep mountain uh, range that faces the ocean and just takes the full brunt of these weather systems, the effect is almost like a water balloon hitting the mountains and just dropping a wall of water down these creeks and rivers. Um, so they're very flashy. They go up very fast. They do go down very fast. We're starting to see that. Today. Oh, no, something, something um, the reporter said. Something the reporter said sounded uh, sexual. Uh, it can be a very urgent situation, so we need everybody to be ready and pay attention to uh, to the media, to uh, the emergency alerts that are coming out from first responders, and to what their neighbors are doing. And it sounds like it's right such a gorgeous a area too. I'm sure when the, the when the water is not there. It's expected to get here about sometime um, tomorrow morning. Uh, how much can you get done in this brief break in terms of cleanup, in terms of mitigating maybe future damage come because of these storms? Well, yeah, we'll do what we can. We try yeah. to prioritize, you know, urgent situations after the last round of storms. I know we had a bunch of woody debris that was accumulating in creeks. Uh, and creek beds, we have a lot of them here in Santa Cruz County, and that can be a dangerous situation because we have neighborhoods like Lump goes one of them where we went into the creek up there and cleared out a large mess of roof. Tadpole, good uh, evening. That had clogged the creek. It could have undermined the road, and all those people would have been trapped. So we're going to have to get back out on the roads and start checking out those 
uh, creek beds and, and clear any uh, blockages that may lead to an emergency situation that's going to wipe out public infrastructure and cut off people's access. So those are really our high priorities mm-hmm. uh, is just to get the county ready to, to do it again. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, without uh, we're trying to minimize the impact, knowing we can't really uh, completely take them off the table. Sure. All right. You got a lot to do. Devastating. People of California are not the only people who are wet right now. This cat is wet. Oh, you blocked the kitty. I'll have to go back here. They're giving the kitty a bath. Had to get the fleas off the kitty. I find it a hell of a lot easier to uh, not put the kitty in the bathtub. Oh, look at the baby now that's clean. Yeah, not having that. And here's the thing. Giving Maynard a bath is one of the hardest things I've ever done. Which is weird because he gets in the bathtub with me. He plays in water. But you try to give him a bath and oh my God, he'll eat your ass up. Got a Maynard in here. Got in here. You want to see somebody? Smokey boy. I'm going to have some soup. I'm really looking forward to the soup fixed up in there. Somebody, somebody pick a channel to raid for me. I don't feel like opening Twitch up. Who we raiding? Who we be raiding, bitches? Get a dare. Can, we can indeed. I totally would have done Carpe. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Skidadare. Yeah, I'm finally saying it right. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol live.